0: Disclaimer, all opinions here are purely mine so please don't sue me because I'm a minimum wage employee and I can't afford a lawsuit. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Queerly Bro Love It, the podcast where I diagnose rich married homosexuality and offer my unsolicited insights and opinions on BL series. I'm your host Yael and the only reason why I'm doing this is because I have a tendency to rant a lot and this time everyone can unfortunately hear it too which coincidentally may or may not be because they like oversharing. Uh, before I begin I'd like to announce that Queer Libre is Love It is finally an Apple podcast so go listen there if you want to. Also uh, thanks everyone I guess for listening in on my first episode even if I barely talked about anything and there were a lot of transition music which sadly I will keep on this episode. Anyway, let's talk about what happened this past week. Um, The NHL is sort of back, which is unrelated to this spot, but is relevant if you're listening to this and are following me on twitter because it will finally restore my inner peace and will provide me with an additional outlet for my emotions. Uh, I also didn't have a lot of meetings this past week, surprisingly, so I actually was able to keep up with BL content But uh, of course, I'm only going to talk about the things that I want to talk about Um, and also what, you know, comes out of the man first. Uh, First of all, Mew is releasing a solo album, which congratulations. He deserves it, honestly. And I say this with all the sincerity, which is surprising because I'm talking about a seemingly generationally wealthy man. Um, Well, he's going to perform at the... Big Thai Music Festival for indie artists, if I'm not mistaken, which is a testament not only to me's success, but also Thailand's very efficient handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Afghan were caught holding hands twice, and I'm not going to talk about it. Moving on. Ku Heart released his shallow collection and made every single person on Twitter green with envy because of his relationship with Gao. When release is very expensive Macaon, they look good though. So I see you, baby. Um, oh, Bright played the football game, which was live streamed, and they got way too invested on it. Typical. His team won 3-2, although they did give up a 3-0 lead. Um, I was watching the match at like a little before midnight. I actually was able to catch a majority of it, and it, it stressed me out. Um, halfway through, I was like, I couldn't believe I'm live streaming this match when it didn't even stream the UEFA CL final. But oh, but I think the most important thing that happened this week would be GMMTV's announcement of their show lineups. Um, Pod and Kao are going to star in a BL series, though I'm kind of reserving my opinions on it first, mostly because the trailer didn't really give me much, I do enjoy the size difference though, if I have to offer my shallow opinions, but I can definitely say that I'm excited for it because Pod and Kao seem to have insane chemistry. Um, then their hair coats, Holy Trinity, Chris Thingto of Gun, and they knew will be starring in a sitcom. They're going to be housemates, and all of them have personal problems which will be solved by the power of friendship, most likely. I don't think it's a BL series, though, which I'm partially excited for because I'm pretty sure that GMM will queerbait and I genuinely do enjoy queer baiting if I hand wave everything. Um, I think queer baiting is an art form in itself, and there are a lot of good queer baits, so, word of advice if GMM TV wants their sitcom to be a good queer bait material, well, at least two of those men have to share a bed, that's one, and also have to fit the St. Vincent. You're the only motherfucker in the city who can handle the lyrics. Um, if they can't live up to New York, then it's not going to be good queer bait, in my opinion. Speaking of GMM TV and queer baiting, this episode series under review. I know I'm not sure if everyone's waiting for it, but I am waiting for it because, um, Let's talk about their very recent and very, very successful series, TOGETHER. Actually, I wasn't planning on reviewing TOGETHER the series first. Initially, I was going to have a randomizer pick it for me, which I will still do for the future episodes of the pod. But I was re-watching Together and I realized how good I think it was. So, Together the Series is a novel written by G-Train, which was adapted and released by TV early this year. I would just like to put on record that I'm limiting this review to just the adaptation because I didn't read the novel and I didn't want to read a novel. It's shitty. Um, Anyway so it blew up on social media and i remember how every episode would have like literally a million plus tweets and would turn number one number one worldwide on twitter together is honestly the most self-satisfying dl series i've watched it's a 100k slow burn fake pretend relationship college AU with mutual pining and i think part of its success is the fact that it's Lot is literally a fanfic coming to life um it's a 12 no 13 episode correct me if i'm wrong web series that try to fit in as much ao3 tropes as possible um it's about tyne who asked what to be his pretend boyfriend to get away from green who was pursuing him this caused Time enlightenment and that he is not only a twink but also a bottom which I think was an extremely woke move. I would say Together in particular was very successful in hooking people because the main characters are very endearing and you can't help but root for them. I think one of the most effective way of getting people to continue watching your show is to create characters that are likeable. No matter how good your plot is, if the characters are shitty, then people won't patronize it, which is especially true for series with multiple episodes because you have to keep the people continuously watching every week. Um, The first time I watched the first two to three episodes, I immediately saw myself in what? It's inherently homosexual to see a cute person and decide they're the one. I remember exchanges with my mutuals on Twitter about how Watt captured the gay experience. Like we were cheering Sarawat on. Like how can we not? Sarawat is a gay man who's in love with another man, Tyne, whom he presumed to be straight, first layer, and then he went out of his way to actively help Tyne, second layer, to escape Green who is another gay man, third layer. Uh, what is the epitome of gay stupidity? Every homo who has done something stupid for their crush can at some level relate to Sarah Watt. And honestly, stupidity aside, it is nice to cheer for him because Sarah Watt is a good person, at least in the series. Um, so the series portrayed him, especially in the beginning, to be this understanding and loving person to kind. He's the patron saint of pining, which is relatable because gay people are always pining. Um, there's a very specific LGBT plus subculture that's dedicated to yearning and longing. That's why artists like Sufjan and Stevens are incredibly successful. There's a reason lesbians listen to Mitski and feel so lonely and touch starved. Um, what in episode do I think when Tyne was like, will you be my boyfriend? And then was like, psych, let's just pretend because I like girls. Was me when I rode the train and realized I had feelings for the person I was with and that we were never going to end up together, ever. And I coped with putting Mitski on shuffle. Sarah so went home after that scene and listened to Sophie and Stevens playlist, which was the equivalent to my Mitsuki's. Dramatic homosexual lot deliberately destroyed his serotonin supply that day. They- um, but we're rooting for Watt. We wanted him to have a happy ending, and he did, without much social hardship. Which brings me to my next point as to why I like together the series. It's not a social commentary on the LGBT plus experience. While you can relate to Watt personally through his relationships, Watt is not you within the confines of an oppressive society um society and together the series is not a reflection of reality there is seemingly no homophobia and again that is woke it's a safe fantasy where an lgbt plus person can escape to without being reminded of the harsh reality that we're living in uh the main barrier to the fulfillment of a happy ending for the characters is neither social acceptance nor actual literal death or incarceration, but just plain internal character conflict. They almost did not get the happy ending because of Tyne's character. Um, contrary to all my tweets calling Tyne dense, Tyne is actually not oblivious. He's incredibly insecure. Uh, obliviousness is when someone puts a cake in front of Tyne with the word happy birthday Tyne and Tyne doesn't notice and doesn't read the dedication insecurity is when someone puts the same cake in front of Tyne and he reads the dedication but thinks it's for a different person because it doesn't believe that he deserves the birthday cake that's Tyne's character and that is the main conflict or the source of it in the series society and well the shit that comes with it did not serve as a conflict for their relationship and like for example uh, Dark Blue Kiss wherein society and its perception and opinions matter and this importance on adhering to the social norm is to conflict it is very evident in Dark Blue Kiss that homophobia exists Um, and in Together the Series this non-reflection and escape as reality is honestly not just for the LGBT plus audience it's also effective for straight people as heterosexuals, the series wherein homophobia does not exist or is not portrayed is an absolution. Um, escapism is not just a safe space for the oppressed but also for the oppressor. It doesn't show the role of heterosexuals in establishing social institutions that force heteronormativity. The show is an escapist comfort to them because they're not the show's antagonist. Uh, Together the series doesn't force trade people to confront the fact that the Venn diagram for heterosexual comfort and social acceptance is a circle. Anyway, that is not to say that Together the series is perfect. It's not. For some reason, someone majorly fucked up episodes 11 to 13. The characters just fell flat. Um, I'm going to reiterate the biggest criticism of TOGETHER, the series. The latter episodes felt like I was watching a different couple. Like, that was not the time and Watt that I followed for the first 10 episodes. I was watching the latter part in confusion. Um, Episodes 11 to the finale is what the 2004 Troy movie is. Homer and the rest of antiquity knew Achilles and Patrick Lewis were in love and then Wolfgang Peterson made them cousins. Because the only reason why you'd try to fight a god and desecrate a corpse as revenge for the deadfall loved one is if the loved one is a blood family or you're gay. Um, oh god, I, I can't believe I'm comparing Watt and tying to Achilles and Patrick Lewis, but it must be said. The latter episodes straightened them. I don't even want to acknowledge these episodes because I felt cheated. These episodes don't sit right with my spirit. Together, the series got joy and somehow somehow, someone got it into their heads that the best way to end the series was to make them (sighs) high-five. There's no better review to episodes 11 to 13 but just me sighing in anger. (sighs) Anyway. Overall, though, I like Together the series. I like it despite the many moments where I make fun of it. I do like it. It's fun. It's not meant to be anything serious. And well, bright win. So, the thing about Together the Series being insanely popular is that it launched this week's real, real couple, Bright Wynn. Together the Series is their first project with each other, and I think this is both their first BL series. Uh, Bright has been in the industry for years, but this is Win's first ever acting gig. So, Bright is the older one between them, which shows through their dynamics because he's very much the person who takes care of Wynn. Um, and that's when I put the tinfoil hat on, so moving forward from here, this is not me being rational now. Um, anyway, Brightwin is a good chip. Uh, it's a good queer bait if you want to call it that, because Bright is so whipped. Also, I've convinced myself that he's bisexual. I mean, he listens to sweater weather. What am I supposed to think? Um, he's one Nika song away from coming out. Uh, anyway, they're, they're dynamic. Uh, in my head, it's like this. Bright is in the glass closet, pining after Win, whose sexuality is ambiguous, very what and tiny of them. Life imitates art. Um, like Bright takes care of Wynne so much and stares at Wynne so much. Uh, Bright to Win is honestly just so much. He stares and smiles like he's in love and i do feel bad for bright a little bit like every time when teases him i i send a prayer to the universe for someone to like guide him from the evil that surrounds him protect him Uh, oh like there's this one show where bright i think was playing the guitar and he was looking at win with so much adoration and it's very evident how fond he is of win and how much he Honestly, babies win, and I think Bright categorizes people into win and non-wins. No thoughts, head empty, just win, and this dynamic gets me. Win makes Bright happy, and God, he's he's also so cheeky. Uh, you know how Win teases Bright with stuff like, "I want to kiss you," or "I'm attracted to you," or "I want you to be my boyfriend." boy that's homo baby you're gay i'm like respectfully looking and thinking right when makes me think with a capital t do i fully subscribe to the idea that they're together or they have feelings for each other i'm not quite there yet i think not quite there yet but i think it's also very evident that i very much enjoy shipping them for a lot of reasons like i almost lost it when there were tweets about bright um he was calling win baby or darling during the filming of friend drive when they did all the mud stuff and i don't even know how true those were but i realized how little fucks i give about the truth that i did not care that moment went to my bright war repository of homosexuality um and and my favorite scene from together was not even Tara Batang, but bright win all those unscripted moments, but most especially that part during the concert, the, when Brighton, when we are listening to Scrub and they had like a moment with a hand waving and all that, the smile and the gazes and the subtle intimacy, I was honestly sold. And you know, you wanna talk about this. We need to talk about this. All the late night drives There's just something inherently homerotic when offering to drive her bro while he sleeps with his bunny-printed blanket on in the passenger seat. And it's not like it's one-sided. Wynn drives bright around, too, multiple times. And, oh, oh god, you're all going to hate me, but listen. You're in a car with a beautiful boy, and he won't tell you that he loves you, but he loves you. Bright Wind is a Richard Siken poem, and let me pull up the poem and read it out loud. Let me, please give it the opportunity to read this poem out loud. You're in a car with a beautiful boy, and he won't tell you that he loves you, but he loves you. And you feel like you've done something terrible, like robbed a liquor store, or swallowed pills, or shoveled yourself a grave in the dirt, and you're tired. You're in a car with a beautiful boy and you're trying not to tell him that you love him and you're trying to choke down the feeling and you're trembling, but he reaches over and he touches you like a prayer for which no words exist and you feel like your heart taking root in your body, like you've discovered something you didn't even have a name for. You can't tell me otherwise that that is not bright wit. The repression, the longing, oh god. I think discovering Bright Wind as the Richard muse of Ty BL is going to be the beginning of, of my downfall. And I'm bringing everyone with me. And you know what? As if the yearning from being a Richard Siken poem is not enough, every time Bright looks at Wynn, a Sophie and Stephen song plays in the background. Like, I've said this a million times. But the predatory wasp of the Palisades is out to get us is written for Brightwin. Please listen to it. Soph predicted the future and wrote it in advance for them. The only reason- oh my god. The only time we can ever free these boys is when Bright finally releases the repressed homosexual anthem of Southeast Asia, featuring Sufjan Stevens. And then the Great Celebrity Exodus will happen, and everyone will come out. Free them! Ugh, and all that makes Brightwind fun. They're a new couple filled with homoerotic tension. The, the uncertainty of the ship, in my opinion, is what makes shipping them worthwhile. Also, they're objectively good looking, which I'm not going to talk about because that would open a whole new can of discourse that I don't have the pot bean storage for. Honestly, I could talk about it on and on about this topic, but unfortunately. It, don't want the episodes to be too long and i'm kind of tired i still have some work to do uh i need to submit something tomorrow at like 9 a.m so uh, i'm gonna cut this off right here before i start coding even more Richard kind of or and or event um anyway that's it for this week's episode of queerly bro love it this is your host yell thanks for listening and see you next week bye